this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. You're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host. I'm Andy. I was not sexually aware in high school, and I'm Evan. I am just in a in a sea of relating to things too much <laughs> the entire time I watch this, and I'm Ronnie. As you can tell by those introductions, Ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss television shows which have only lasted for a single season. We're currently covering Hulu's Everything Sucks. Netflix. Before we... <laughs> Andy does the network wrong. On yeah, I, I knew it's this like, one was Netflix. It's like a thing now, yeah. But I, before just, we... I want to be clear because I know that there are like stands out there of this show and it's like no 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 please please don't please don't leave already because we are grossly uh unknowledgeable we it's a joke it's a big gag if you're new if you're new here it's it's a funny gag just just go with it but before we get into that i have a bit for us can't wait can't wait for it can't wait give me the bit give it to me give it to me so uh housemate kim who is a recurring character on Ending Pending, and and Andy talk about diner food a lot and just diners in general. Uh, Kim is from Jersey. I'm from Philly. Uh, that's like diner culture is a thing. My family would always go to the Jersey Shore, and uh, the best diner in the whole world is there. It's called Uncle Bill's. So I saw a tweet today about diners, and that's all I've been thinking about now. So the bit is, what would you do if it was not the COVID times and you could go to a diner? Like, mm. who would you go with and what would you order? So there's there's this place. Actually, it's like directly. I mean, I think I think what is what is very uh, cool about diners is that whatever one that you went to is the best diner in the whole country. And well, that's so, not true because it's Uncle Bill. But, that is that is fair. Yeah. But I, I think. I, I know that this is not the best diner, uh, but, <laughs> but but the gold the gold like even even not in comparison to Uncle Bill's, this diner is objectively not great, but it's 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 a diner. So like, well, like there's something truly wonderful about shitty diners as well. Mm-hmm, like there's mm-hmm. still a magic to them. There's this Americana to them. Yes, there is. Uh, uh, this diner is is like within walking distance from the house I grew up in, and uh, when I was a when I was a bad boy in high school, or rather when I was influenced by the other bad boys to skip school, uh, we would go to this diner, and the uh, hostess would seat us all the way in the far corner. Uh, so when the local truant officer came in, uh, he would just kind of give a quick scan. She would kind of ward him out of that direction, and we would be. All good to finish our uh, pancakes and waffles. Hell yeah! Um, but I would I would go to the Golden Dawn and just they have just real good breadsticks. They're just basic basic ass bread, but it's with Italian herbs and Parmesan cheese and and uh, they give you this real good marinara sauce. Dip it in, and it's just like the house. It's like Olive Garden where they give just bring you breadsticks, except these breadsticks aren't glorified uh, hot dog rolls. Um, 
And it, it, that that's that's just what I live for. That's what I want. I want to go I there love and the not name. anything. It, it feels very I, like D and D elfy. I was thinking yeah. the same thing that the Golden Dawn is an incredible name for any establishment. Mm-hmm. Sounds mm-hmm. almost too like pretentious for a diner, to be honest. But yeah. like I wouldn't be mad about it. I'd go to that it, diner. It is a very diner ass diner too. It is claw machine in the in the lobby they used to have a pac-man machine that i think they've turned into like capcom versus marvel or something like that oh it's, hell it's yeah good. it's just good place it's good place um uh and jukeboxes at each table i i Fun. promise you they don't work but it's a <laughs> it's a nice touch it's a nice touch uh when we used to go to larp there was a diner in Sparta, New Jersey that was very good. It was a very good diner. The company also made it very good, though, because we would go. So when we went to LARP, it was a weekend-long event. They didn't feed you. They gave you one meal, like, officially. And then for the rest of the time, you were just on your own going from cabin to cabin, like, trying to find the people who, who did the food. Uh, you were like on your feet the whole weekend. It was very physical. Like the camp was huge. So you were running around all the time. So you were also, you could be attacked in your sleep. So even if it's nighttime and you're in bed asleep, there's always the chance that you're going to get hit by a werewolf or something. Yeah. A roving band of marauders or whatever. Uh, so when we were at this LARP these weekends, we were sleep deprived. We were physically exhausted from running around the whole time, and we were starving. Generally speaking, on Sunday, we we wouldn't eat at all often. Uh, and then on like Sunday at about two, we would leave the LARP and we'd go to a diner and we'd eat like very heavy, rich food. I would always get uh, corned beef hash and eggs, good shit. Uh, so I desperately miss that and go into, to diners with my LARP friends. Uh, like within the last year, we went to a diner in Frederick though, that had very good chicken and waffles Mm. and I'm very into chicken and waffles recently. They had like the pancakes were like pecan pancakes. Like they had little bits of pecan in the pancakes and like the chicken was kind of spicy and Ooh. yeah, it was real good. You mean in the waffles? Hmm? You called the waffles. Oh, pancakes. the yes. I'm sorry, the waffles. There I, were no I pan- just assumed there were no pancakes. I just, I just assumed you got a side of pecan pancakes with your chicken no, and waffles. No, the the waffles had uh, pecans in them. I I apologize for blaspheming the chicken and waffles by saying the word pancakes. Um, but yeah, very very good chicken and waffles at this diner in Frederick. The name of which escapes me. Blue, um, it's like blue something diner. I don't know. It doesn't matter. None of y'all live in Frederick, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that was one of the we went we went over the summer, and we specifically went at a time when we know like when we knew that there would be nobody in there, so it was like three in the afternoon or something like that because we didn't like we wanted we really wanted to go to a restaurant, but we were taking no chances of interacting with other people at this restaurant because uh, it was the the COVID times, obviously. Uh, and that was, that was a very good chicken and waffle that we had in this empty diner. Andy. That's me. So 
I would go to Uncle Bill's. My grandparents were like Kate May royalty. Mm-hmm. Like we would go to any restaurant and they just are friends with the owners and we would get seated right away. Uncle Bill's always has a massive line, like massive. And it did not matter. Grandma Joan would show up. She'd ask for uh, the owner and he would just immediately seat her. So, like, as a little kid, too, it, it like, I just thought my grandma was the coolest. Like, that we just got, like, this star-studded treatment when we went to Cape May. Um, like, she, not famous or anything. Like, you know, not a big deal at all. But it felt like, felt like grandma was a big deal. And for me, when it comes to breakfast, I am all about the size. So, like. You know, three eggs, sunny side up, but then give me an order of hash browns. Give me an order of pork roll. Give me an order of sausage. Uh, Uncle Bill's has the best sausage blanks. They're so freaking big. They're just massive. They're so mm-hmm. good. Um, Give me some toast with some butter. Give me a bagel. Like, just load me up. Carbs, 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 meat, meat, meat. That's all I want right now is diner sides. Big old cup of coffee. If it's the afternoon, big old milkshake. I'm good to go. I love that. I, I, I can say that I have not been to Uncle Bill's in Cape May, but I was checking to make sure it is the same diner and they do have other locations. I have been spent a lot of time at the Uncle Bill's in Wildwood, New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Same same family, same people. Sure. Best diner ever. I don't sure. know if the wild one is as good as the Cape May one. I'm sure it's comparable. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I freaking miss that place um since coming out i have not gotten to go on the family beach trip (laughs) um i i have been invited and given stipulations on how to behave and i have turned turned that down um so i i I just in general i miss the shore i miss the beach uh uh my grandma passed last february so like i'm constantly thinking of her now in February and like the times we spent there. So uh there is a ton of nostalgia wrapped up in like diner culture. Uh especially like theater kid. Like you'd finish mm. a show and like you'd then go to a diner in full stage makeup. Hashtag and, relatable. Yeah. Except we didn't really have a diner in Southern Maryland. We would go to the IHOP, but you know, yeah it, it served it served a purpose. M- Maryland does not have diner culture in the same way that like the Northeast does. Sure. sure. But IHOP is open until like yeah. 3 a.m. or something. So we would all roll up at midnight. And- we, we'd go to Nifty 50s. Oh, yes. Great milkshakes, great chicken tendies, great fries. Mm-hmm. Yep, Golden Dawn was also, was also our, our, our uh, theater hang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, sounds like we need to plan a uh, ending pending uh, road trip when this is all over down to the Jersey Shore. I desperately want to go back uh, to the Jersey Shore. I'm like the the only person who's ever like been dying to oh, go to the Jersey Shore. I love it. I love it. And if you if you want to uh, make new memories in a different shore point, then then we we can, we have lots to choose from here. That we'll have Uncle Bill's locations. So lots of lots of uh, opportunity for 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 our future and yours. My my first paid preaching gig was. In Cape May. 
I'm blanking hey. on the name of the church right now, but yeah, I got paid uh, what I considered an obscene amount of money for one Sunday's worth of work. There you go. Down at the beach, too. Can't beat it. Can't it, beat it. Looking back now, as I am older and wiser, it was not an obscene amount of money. I was just <laughs> poor. But... <laughs> oh, to be young and poor. I was like, do you know how many, you know many hero clicks I can buy with this? <laughs> <laughs> You just want me to get up and speak about Jesus for a half hour? I do that for free. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, audience, if you hear a cat purring, that is a little bramble. Who Guest host. Curled up in my lap, and uh, I will not move her. She is too precious, so you're just going to have to deal with that sound interference you, while I tell you about the feature, show not that a we bug. watched. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell you all about the show we watched. What's this show about? Uh, this show is about being in high school in the 90s. Uh, it is in set in 1996. I was going to say 1994. I was very close. Um, and it our main guy is Luke, who is a freshman at a boring high school in boring Oklahoma. Oregon. Oregon. Other O state. <laughs> Boring Oregon, which is the name of the town, and the high school is named for the town, so it is Boring High School. Uh, so Luke is a freshman. He is entering high school with his two nerd friends, and they're all kind of nerds. And as I guess nerds did in the 80s and 90s, they decide to join the AV club. Uh, in the AV club, Luke meets Kate Messner, who is... The principal's daughter, it turns out, uh, and immediately develops a crush on her. Uh, he makes up some excuse to like help her with a camera thing, and he's like, oh, I've got some camera stuff at my house. I'm really into cameras. I love AV Club. Please, please hang out with me. And so uh, he's like, yeah, I'll take the camera back to my house, and you can come with me. And uh, so they go to his house. He, uh, you know, just cleans the lens or whatever it is that wasn't really a major problem with the camera. And uh, they're chatting like like young kids do. And and while Kate is at Luke's house, he also gives her a CD. Uh, but I don't know who the artist is, but it's got Wonderwall on it. Everybody knows it, the song Wonderwall. It was know. Oasis. It was Oasis. <laughs> I don't know anything about music, but... um. So, uh, Kate, uh, in a drawer in his garage when Luke isn't looking, like, finds an adult magazine and just pockets that, uh, and then Kate leaves, goes home, uh, goes to her room and is, uh, very into this lady nudie magazine, uh, like, in a sexy way, and her dad busts in and is like, hey, what do you want for dinner? And he, because he doesn't know that gay people exist, are like, oh, honey, oh, you're, uh, don't worry about your body image. Women don't really look like that. Okay, I'm going to make dinner now. Bye. Uh, oh, also in episode one, in the cafeteria scene, which every, every high school has, every high school drama has a cafeteria scene in every episode. Um, 
there's they introduce this like theater couple who are like doing this Shakespeare improv in the theater and they're like very self-absorbed, very dramatic. So uh oh, episode two, uh Luke decides he wants to ask Kate out. Uh the girl half of the drama couple who is being very self-righteous and doing Shakespeare improv in the cafeteria, like, kind of harasses her and, like, orchestrates a, uh, uh, like, bumping into her in such a way that, uh, Kate, like, brushes her boob in the locker room. And, uh, immediately, her name is Emmeline, this, this drama, this drama girl, this drama club girl. Immediately starts, uh, everyone talking, like, deliberately about how Kate's a lesbian and her, uh, locker gets vandalized with the word dyke and, uh, this sort of mousy little Christian looking girl in AV club approaches her and is like, are you a homo? I'll pray for you. So that's a whole thing. All this, uh, social pressure is mounting on, uh, Kate now. Because she's like, oh no, everyone's figured out. Uh, and meanwhile, Luke has recorded this uh, elaborate like recreation of the music video for Wonderwall as a way to ask her out. And he uh, like hijacks the school news broadcast uh, to like play this uh, Wonderwall proposal video essentially to the whole school. Uh, and then, of course, having all this social pressure on her and having everyone looking at her expectantly, Kate is like, yes, of course I'll go out with her, or uh, I'll go out with you. Throughout the course of episodes one and two, we learn that, uh, Luke's, uh, father left when he was very young and his mother is a flight attendant, so he's, like, at home alone a lot. And in episode two, he, uh, like, finds some video messages that his dad left him that make it look like his father was sincerely a very good dude and sort of, like, challenged Luke's understanding of his father as, like, a deadbeat who abandoned him. So he's starting to, like, grapple with that in some kind of a way. I'm not sure how it's gonna, you know, play out. But he's he was watching these videos of his father, like, saying very kind things about him and saying how great he was as a little tiny child. I think the drama club couple broke up too, but they're so over the top and dramatic yeah. that it's hard to it's hard to know which interactions are like genuine and which is them like performing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they broke up in the hallway uh, because um, he drama club boy got mad because he heard that someone touched Emmeline's boob and like he thinks that's her fault. I mean it was her fault, but he doesn't know that. So it was her so fault. And then also him like asking her about this sends her into a Shakespearean scene and he's uh -huh. kind of like, could you just be serious? Yeah. Um or or rather he says, this is why you'll never be a good actor because you can't be serious. Which is like we've all been in theater. That oh he knew what he was doing. He knew yeah. what he was doing. So that's, that's the show. That's the show. We watched two episodes, shorter series, half hour episodes, 
let's start with Andy. Yeah, Ronnie. You know I gotta ask it. We watched two episodes of this show. Uh, did they work for you? So here's the deal. Yeah, these two episodes were solid. Absolutely solid. I think I am scared because I've been here before on Ending Pending where, like, watched the first two episodes of the show and I'm like, oh, damn, we found a good one finally. Like, thank goodness. And then it shifts. Um, yep. Terrier's looking at you most recently. Uh, so, like, yeah, these worked for me, but I keep, like, waiting for the shoe to drop now. <laughs> um, but this was a lot of words for me to just say yes, these two episodes. <laughs> Very good. We like words. It's, yeah. You know, this is no an audio medium. I guess everything yeah. we say on this yeah. podcast is words. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, hey, Evan. Yeah, Ronnie. These two episodes of Netflix's uh everything sucks did they work for you i don't know that i am the target audience for this show but i think it worked as a show so i'm gonna say yes hey ronnie hey Hey, yeah yeah are we gonna do the thing oh let's do it yeah did these two episodes of everything sucks Hey, you said it's the title. I had to say the whole title. Work for you. And he's so upset that we said a (laughs) sentence correctly. Jeez, okay. I want to mess it up. Uh, And he's going to get their grubby, queer little hands all over it. (laughs) Be crime, do gay. Be crime, do gay. This show uh, is probably. Uh, I mean, we've only watched two episodes. We've only watched a one one calendar hour of this television show. Um, this is probably my favorite intro to a show that we that we've ever covered. I absolutely adore this show. Um, it is it is uncomfortably relatable on so many levels. Um, and there are things in there that like aren't great, but are very real and very true to life. To the point where it's and, and I feel like based on how self-aware the writing is, it is it is intentional. Sometimes I, I will I will headcanon a lot of shows where it's like maybe the writer meant this. But I do feel like a lot of the stuff, at least in this in, in these uh, early episodes, the, the writers did intend to include. So we'll get more into that in a little bit. Uh, I was going to say earlier, but now now that I have shown my hand as, as loving this show. This is a show you should follow along with us. Uh, Netflix. Mm. You've probably got mm. Netflix. It's half an hour. It's 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 a, it's it's a fun time. Uh, felt very reminiscent of uh, Bo Burnham's eighth grade. Yes. In mm-hmm. in that just like, wow, this is just a really open and honest look at adolescence yep. at a particular moment in time, and uh, like all of the good and bad that comes with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I there's there's so much like I'll just I'll kind of rattle it down. Um a, as a former theater kid and as an anchor on uh Harry S Truman's HSTV morning announcements. Oh and, boy. And I was as, convinced that like TV the school TV 
news channel was not a real thing that really happened oh, yeah. in real life, but apparently that's a real thing that really oh, happens we, in real life. We had a green screen for the weatherman. We had we had we had like a literal like AV setup like they have with with a big board and 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 switchers and a, and a teleprompter and all. It was it was legit. Jesus, we didn't even have lights for the theater at my high school. Oh yeah, we well we we invested heavily in that. Um, I was an AV adult in that I became a video production specialist. Uh, I did discover my queer identity uh, much older than this 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 character. Um, got a lot of sad dad energy that I am just like clicking with on a very real level right now. Uh, and also, I enjoy extremely popular music like it's groundbreaking and edgy. Mm. Uh, that's something that has been true to me for my whole life long. So it's it just like it, it is it is riddling me it just just every every aspect of my psyche. It is it is nailing. So that, uh, that opening with the mighty, mighty boss tones. I was yes. just like, fuck, yes, I'm going to get up and skank right here. <laughs> The show is not trying to be edgy with the music. It is purely going for nostalgia. It is, yes. Oh, it absolutely. Is songs that even someone as music stupid as me knows are iconic songs from the mid nineties. Right. So like just yeah, the idea it's, of it's, someone like sitting in a, in a stairwell on their Walkman listening to Wonderwall by Oasis. <laughs> like that is, that was me being like, yeah, you really get me <laughs> and only me. You're singing to me this song that is the most popular acoustic song probably in history. I guess we're talking about what we like about the show. We've already, yeah. we've already launched right into it. Uh, this sounds asinine, but I love that all the children look like children. Yes. yes I have been yes, so, yes, yes. I've been so fucked up by every high school show casting 28 year olds that I forgot like what a, 13 year old looked like until I saw one on TV and I'm like, Oh yeah. 13 year old is a baby, a little right. tiny baby, a little tiny cherub faced infant. Um, it's like going back to Smallville and being like, am I allowed to think that shirtless Tom Welling crucified on the scarecrow is hot. And it's like, he's playing a freshman in high school, but <laughs> Tom Welling is 28 goddamn years old. Playing a freshman in high school, yeah. Uh, but like the the, it, it's just uncomfortable. Just stop doing that. It's not okay. Don't do it. High school freshmen are four feet tall, and they haven't had braces yet, so their teeth are janky, and uh, they have bad haircuts. And mm -hmm. that's what every child in this show looks like, which is good. I'm I'm saying like they yeah. all look like real. Actual human awkward, high awkward little mm -hmm. bugs. Mm -hmm. Every single one of them. The only thing I can like, I think I, I fought for this at the time, but I was I was very wrong. I think when um, Rivers Riverdale began filming, KJ Apa was like eighteen, so it was like at least he's not like in his thirties. But like they also sexualized the hell out of that boy yeah. uh, and, but, and so this is this is like the bet like looking back on this and saying like Riverdale's getting it right and it's like oh no 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 this this is this is what it actually is yeah Riverdale opens with Archie f like getting fucked by his music teacher in yeah. his VW bug or yeah. something and it's like oh okay Riverdale that's what this show is gotcha yeah, yeah. um 
I, I, I mentioned the sad Dan energy. I, I, I relate to Principal Messner way, way, way harder than I am comfortable with. <laughs> I think he's great, and I just think he's doing his best out there. Yeah, I, he seems like a wholesome kind of a guy. I love him. Uh, he he a little confused, but he got the spirit, you know. Uh, I I I can't say I relate to him to be honest, but I kind of wish that I, you know, had a principal like that in high school. Mm-hmm. At least he seems mm-hmm. like a decent guy. Uh, my high school principal was a huge jock. Like he became yeah. an educator so that he could continue to just live his high school years again and again and again and again and again. He was like best buddies with all the lacrosse dudes, you know, it was honestly embarrassing for him. Um, I didn't realize that at the time I knew that like he was really into sports and only hung out with a certain category of high schoolers. But like, yeah, in retrospect, my uh, high school principal was a, a real kind of a sad sack of a dude. So. Yeah, I do kind of yearn for just like an earnest, nice guy, you know, to to be an educator. It definitely opens on like the worst possible day for him ever. Mm-hmm, like his mm-hmm. his girlfriend for, from the summer who's like a coworker dumps him and then his daughter is like don't talk to me at school. Uh and like you can just tell that like he's trying to put on a brave face, but he is struggling. And He's putting on a brave face and like by honoring both of those requests. Yeah, like, yeah. Just like if that's okay, that's what you want. Like I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not overstepping here. Yeah, absolutely. And um, when he was like first shown like in the school mascot costume, I was like, oh gosh, like this show doesn't need like a clown. Like I thought he was going to be like kind of an an Eric Matthews type character, mm-hmm. but the principal and. Right. Very Mr. Belding, you know, very Mr. Belding. I was immediately wrong. I was like, oh, no, like, I I love this man and he's having a rough day. He's just trying Mm -hmm. to connect with the kids. Yeah. He's just trying to just trying to have school spirit and Mm -hmm. be a good dude. Uh, Kim and I both pointed out uh, as soon as a character in the show said, like, oh, that's Kate. The principal's her dad. We were both like, oh, man, if this were real high school, uh, she'd get shit all day, every day because her dad's the principal. And sure enough, <laughs> sure enough, she's getting shit all day, every day and is like, dad, please don't please do not interact with me at school. I'm begging you. Please don't. And I'm like, that's uh, that's very real. That's a vibe. <laughs> the scene where he has called her to his office because Dyke was written on her locker. And he is trying to figure out who did it. And his daughter doesn't say this to him, but he is able to read between the lines of the like partial and non-truths of her answer that he in fact knows who did it and or that she in fact knows who did it to her and like is being bullied. And he then tries to like reassure her that like, oh, it could have been an accident. They probably didn't even know whose locker it was. And he's like lying, but you can tell he doesn't believe what he said. Like, that just broke my heart. Like, he wants to be there for his daughter as her dad, but realizes he absolutely cannot. And she just has to kind of deal with this. And it was it was just rough. Um, good character. Really well written. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
could, like you said, could very well slip into like, this is, I mean, he is comic relief to some extent. Like he is kind of, you know, he is an adult who doesn't get it. Right. Right. But he, it it is not play. Like he is not the butt of the joke. He is just like there. And it's like, Oh, what do I do with, (laughs) with this situation that I am in? Uh, I love it. I absolutely adore it. And then sad, more sad dad with Luke's dad. Like mm-hmm. he 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 uh, says early on that like yeah if you look up deadbeat in the dictionary you'll see a picture of my dad, um, and he he watches those videos where his dad is like going on and on about how cool his five year old son is and how how much he how smart he is and how how fun he is and like you just see like Luke welling up watching this and it's like no like I don't know what the situation is there but this is. That's the sad dad. I am. I'm a sad dad. This is this is this is my brand. <laughs> Cats in the cradle in the silver spoon. <laughs> oh yeah, it's 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 hitting hitting those notes very hard. It, I can't. I cannot watch a show where I relate to both the adults and the children. That's that's illegal. That that shouldn't <laughs> be allowed. I like Luke's mom also. Uh, they seem very to have a good, good relationship. relationship. Uh, she comes home, like I mentioned in the summary, she's uh, a flight attendant, so she is, like, gone for days at a time, and I'm sure that, I don't know how children in laws work, but I'm sure that she's, strictly speaking, not allowed to leave a 12 or 13-year-old home alone for multiple days, but obviously she kind of has to, I'm sure childcare is expensive, and, like, she's a single mom, and, like, her job takes her away for multiple days. So she comes home and Luke's happy to see her. And she's like, Oh, Hey, did uh child protective services stop by? And he's like, yeah, they did. But that, uh, that fake mustache worked like a charm. Gets <laughs> every time. So like they're, they're joking about this kind of, you know, situation that clearly neither of them are like happy about. Uh, I'm sure that there's something that's neat on some level about, being that independent at that age, but like he clearly really likes his mom, you know. Well, so. he he's also portrayed as way more mature than his two friends, mm-hmm. and uh, like to some extent, this is a clever way of the show showing why that is without like spelling it out for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. he has to take care of himself a lot. Yeah. He has to make decisions for himself. Um. Yeah, so that that's also like a very good wholesome relationship. And it says mm-hmm. a lot about both of the characters and like their home life. Like I said, it it doesn't specifically say like oh, they're poor and she's a single mom, but just the scene sets up all of this information that you can very clearly like infer from everything that's going on and it's not a downer, you know. They're setting it up as a positive relationship, but these are just the circumstances that they're in. Is there anything worse than your parents about to walk in on you while you are, we'll just say, doing something you're not supposed to do? (laughs) Absolutely. So intensely awkward. So, so awkward. We can say masturbating. Yeah, we can say the... Well, sure, but, you know, maybe it was something other (laughs) than masturbating that you were up to. Your maybe voice you went up so high s- when you were confronting the idea of the maybe word you were about to Maybe you were about to smoke a doobie. I don't know what you did in high school, Ronnie. I did not know yeah. you till 
after college after college, college? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that 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 is it's the worst. It's the yeah. absolute worst. <laughs> and I like gotta, I got to say I cannot relate. I I did not become like sexually aware until like college. I don't think I ever looked at porn in high school. Like, I, I was vaguely aware of the concept of porn. Like, I knew what porn was. And, like, I mean, I went to youth group and, like, we heard about the evils of pornography all the time. But, um, like, I mean, I had a stash of makeup, like, hidden in my room and, and stuff like that. Like, I was trying to figure out what the fuck my gender was. Uh, and, like, yeah, there were definitely moments where, like, my dad just like walked into my room and I'm like shoving a dress under my bed and like, uh, and like pretending like I'm changing. Uh, so like, yeah, super relatable moment there. This poor dad has no idea what his daughter is doing with his pornography magazine. Um, honestly, she dodged a bullet with that one yeah. because he was just like, Oh no, you're, you know, you don't have to worry about your body image. That's not, it's, uh, it, and she was like, sure, dad. Yeah. It definitely strikes sure. me as he has read a bunch of books on like being a single dad and parenting your daughter and yep. like, mm -hmm. uh, written with like a very heteronormative perspective because it's right. the nineties. Yeah. That, 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 uh, that, that comforting statement, quote unquote comforting was in the chamber ready to go for this exact moment. Yeah. He, has he a, did not he has execute a, a bunch it. of them. He didn't execute it very well, to be honest. He was just like, you know, uh, uh, some, some guys like uggos. Yeah, basically. he was like, uh, what's attractive about you is on the inside, and it's like, are you are you saying that your daughter is ugly? Because that's kind of what it sounds like you're saying. I know you don't mean to be saying that, but you just like did not get this sentence put together quite right before right. you walked into the room. Um, he's a he's a good good dad boy, and he's just doing his best out there, though. <laughs> I know, and it's, like I said, it didn't come off as him being an asshole. Right. It just came off as him being, like, truly clueless. Him he, being he, like, wait, I studied for this. <laughs> he barged into the room, asking her which of the frozen dinners she would more prefer to have that evening. This poor sad dad is just doing his best. Oh, I feel it so hard. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you go. I was just going to say, the only thing my parents ever caught me doing in high school was uh, reading books when I wasn't supposed to be. Like, just regular, not, nothing explicit, just regular-ass books. I'd just stay up till, like, three in the morning with a flashlight under the covers reading, and I'd get in trouble for it, because I did it, like, every single night. So. I would say, as far as the drama stuff goes, um, I know, I, I don't know about y'all's programs, like, when it, it's like kind of shitty because like our drama group, as I said, we invested a lot in it. It was pretty good. We, uh, patting myself on the back. Uh, we like went to States. We went to nationals with theater programs in Nebraska. Um, we were like snobby as, as hell. Like this is the kind of thing we would see happen at like state theater festivals and be like, Ugh, these yeah, goodness, these obnoxious theater programs, not like us who are so great. I really wish, honestly, that I had less self-awareness and more like just like 
interest in theater and interest in and being outside of myself to do these kind of things that they're doing in the in the cafeteria doing mm-hmm. big boisterous scenes um I, I don't think that i was better for being like a little bit more of a, of a tamped down drama kid outside of the theater uh i i love that the like villains quote unquote are not sports jocks right I feel like this yes. is the only the only uh high school show I've ever watched where there's like more nuance to the social groups than that. You know, it's not just like, Oh, this is the jock table and their popular girlfriends. These are the villains and everyone who's into anything else at all is a nerd. So like the, having the, the main drama girl be like very, very good looking and like dressing provocatively and, clearly uh like just 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 nasty and catty and like starting shit and like picking on people like that's much more reflective i think of how uh like social groups actually stratify in high school it's not just like the sports jocks versus everyone else yeah yeah that that is very good i need to see more of them like i have not decided if I like those characters yet or not. Um, I mean, the the drama girl is definitely a dick. Mm-hmm. Um, like, not, not, not cool, not good person, but interesting character so far. Um, yeah. And the, the actors for the drama kids are both doing great with what could very have easily just been completely unlikable characters they're very intriguing mm-hmm. um and i do think i need to say that luke and kate are phenomenal yeah absolutely phenomenal i do not know where they found these kids but this is the shit that pisses me off when they're like oh it's a child character so like you should cut them some slack it's a child actor like no there are freaking great child actors out there i mean don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you should harass them like like the bad ones, like Jake Lloyd got harassed. I'm not saying that. But you can point out like, oh that 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 actor's not good. Yeah. But look like, at you, Bran Stark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bran Brandon. Mm-hmm. They were like, Oh, he's gonna grow into the part. Is he? Is he gonna grow into the part? I don't think he can act uh mm-hmm. six seasons later. Mm-hmm. Anyway, these kids are great. Just All of absolutely like, great. Like, especially Kate and Luke, because we've had so much time with them. But Luke's two nerd friends are like th- every single character is. V- that's what I was talking about. It's very lived in. It's very real. Like, it's just like it- it's nerdy kids talking about like their percentage of, of being able to lose their virginity. Um, like, they're, like there's very and, and one of the kids, one of the kids who's a nerd is in remedial classes. Like mm-hmm. he's not like he's not he's like, not smart, right? I mean, he's not that, like an outcast. That just sounded mean, but right. He's, he's, he's not, not an like outcast an because he is. Yes, yes, he is not an outcast because he's like very overly like cerebral. Like his friend, he's just he's just into. He wears very like bright colors and and loud clothing and has a very curly hairdo. Like is very like a nerd, but just cause. And not because their like, their intro, the Nerdy Friends intro, was them discussing the release of the special editions on VHS. Yes, which like, yeah, you got me. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I like the... Oh, we're going to segue into things I don't like. I like the the uh, curly-haired nerd kid, the one who's in Remedial English. I can't say I'm very fond of the brainy nerd kid because I feel like he's just... This shows Sheldon Cooper. I feel like ever since Big Bang Theory, mm. there's one nerd character in every... And I guess that's not fair. I guess this has kind of always been the case. But there's like... There's always one nerd character in everything who's just like, ah, the percentage of the, 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 the big words, science, quantum physics, the improbability. There's just... I, I've never met anyone who behaves like that, and I've only ever been friends with nerds. Uh, I'm going to keep picking on Sheldon Cooper because Big Bang Theory is a bad show, and he's probably the most, uh, like, stilted, extreme version of this. But I'm very sick of, like, the nerd kid who is just, like, a watered-down Sheldon Cooper. He's a bad character that's a bad, like, nerd archetype and it doesn't feel realistic to me it doesn't feel realistic to me to have uh this you know 12 or 13 year old pulling out these 18 syllable words every sentence and he, he, doing math on the fly and stuff the joke of him saying that he ran the statistical probabilities of them losing their virginity by senior year i like really hit me as, like, how? Uh, yeah. I like, mean, like, it's, like, clear, it's clear that he wasn't really doing math there. It well, just seems like they wrote that because they think that's the sort of thing a nerd would say. But it wasn't, like, be, because it came back. When he found out that there was a rumor that Kit was a lesbian, he came to try and warn Luke and say, like, your odds have changed. They've diminished. Because now there's a probability that she might be a lesbian. So, like, it wasn't written as like, oh, he was just saying a joke in the show. The show wants us to believe that he actually ran like the statistical analysis of this. And I'm sitting here like, what does that mean? Like who, who, who does the show want me to believe this kid is like, right. Well, it, well that plays it. That plays into the idea of like the, the nerd versus jock stereotype of like this character exists only as a complete mirror image of the quote unquote jock. So whatever like um you know calculations he is running, it is, you know, put against this ideal of a hunky white blonde football player as the ideal and how met what of our characteristics match with that is that is how I saw it, which is like not a great angle for this show to like like yeah, that is the exact thing we're saying there, that we don't like about it especially because there is no jock for him to right. be the inverse of there's no like jock character which uh like i understand that dichotomy in the abstract i still don't think it's good characterization but at least that's like a, a like they're foils of each other and i this think it stood out here because this show has felt so genuine and so mm -hmm. real with its portrayal of other characters with this principal with these theater kids, with this AV club who like as someone who ran in those circles in high school, like, yeah, you yeah. nailed it. And then I am, I mean, all of us are quintessential nerds and this characterization 
completely rings as dishonest. It is, I have never known someone like this ever. I want to see more of him. I want to see more of his family, of his home life and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, there might be more depth hiding. We just haven't seen it yet in these first two episodes. Mm -hmm. I I feel like they could, they could do a lot with like, you know, is he just someone who has watched a lot of pop culture of like revenge of the nerds and that kind of genre? Um, Greece, like, and just like glommed on to like, this is like the, the, the character that I can play the character that I can play in, in this setting is the nerd. Like that's the niche I can fill. Um, I'd be cool with that as a, as a, as, as like kind of a, a get out of jail free but I don't know if that's what they're going for. So Yeah, like he's leaning into a stereotype as a defense yes. mechanism kind of thing. Yeah, right. I can see that. Because that would make sense with the show of like being very steeped in pop culture and music and film and stuff like that and like looking for your role to fill, looking for your place. Who are you going to be in high school kind of thing? Like I could very much see that being it. He does seem very like, it doesn't seem performative, I will say though. So I don't know. We will see. I I will say that this next note is not a negative, but I'm going to mention it in the negatives. Because yep. um, my only negative was the one nerd friend. Yep. Um, but Luke publicly asking out Kate like that. Yes, yes. Now, that hey. is not good and not okay. And I think that if he had ended the Wonderwall music video without a public declaration of uh, asking her out, it would have been fine. Right. Because you could tell she was super into it. She was like, mm-hmm. oh, well, like you made this music video and you're playing it on the thing. Like, that's so cool. And she was like really touched because they had talked about that song. Da-da-da. It was great. And then he asked her out in the video at the very end. And like, she's horrified. Yeah. Um, And like, that's why you don't fucking do that. You don't mm-hmm. ask someone out publicly. You don't propose publicly. I mean, unless your fiance has already told you that they want to, you know, like you don't, you don't do that without consent ahead of time. It's not okay. And so, so, the reason why this isn't a negative though, is because yes. the show was portraying it as not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I wanted to talk about it here because what? like, I didn't want to talk about it as a like, you know, it weird. Anyway, did, did did any of y'all like date in high school? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I as as you know. So so the timeline of events for this kind of a thing, um, Luke at the end of episode one starts to write down like things he ha, reason, ha, uh, ways to ask out Kate, like Im- like as soon as he meets her, he wants to figure out ways to ask her out. Fine. Okay. Um. He talks to his mom about it. He's like, yeah, I like this girl. I might try and ask her out. His mom is like cool about like the mom, the mom Luke, Luke relationship. I cannot, you know, that was, that was so good. It's so good. Um, the very next time he sees her, he attempts, he like makes the attempt and is like thwarted in asking her out. That is so so painfully high school boy uh-huh. of like being so eager and like I want to ask this girl out and like the time between that moment and the time where you actually do it feels like it might as well have been six months, but it's really like seven hours. And it it just like felt so true to life. 
they you'd never allow anything to breathe there's no room for that um and and so he he goes to ask her out in the stairwell when she's listening to wonderwall and again he's he's ready to ask her out again this is the second time he's seen her since he decided he wants to ask her out and he kind of like backs off and he's like no i i i got to go do something but but like we'll meet we'll meet up later and i was really like really great wow. scene there by the way yes excellent scene like i said like w- using like this song that is like one of the most popular songs of the nineties, like to have like this real heartfelt moment is just like so real, so genuine and so high school. Um, and so like, I feel like he's leaving that scene like, Oh no, this show is going to do something different. Like it's not going to be just like him immediately trying to do this thing. He decided he wants to do. Oh no, it's going to be the exact thing a high school boy would do is do a grand over the top public gesture. Like it is, it is the worst but it is exactly what would happen. I have been this boy many times and it, it's, I, I can't, I cannot recommend any high schoolers listen. I can't remember any high schools listen to this show, but I also cannot recommend that any high schooler do this. It's a bad idea. Don't do it, but it is exactly what would happen in the nineties. Yeah. I mean, hard to like, you're, you're absolutely right. Which is why, like Andy was saying, it's, it's not a bad, Right. It's not it is not bad writing. It was just a bad idea that Luke had and a thing that you shouldn't do. And Andy, as Andy said, the show treats it as such. The show treats it like she's a deer in the headlights and make does the mental calculus of like, oh, if I say yes, people might stop thinking I'm a lesbian. So, like, let's do it. And even Luke's reaction to it, he like almost like fist pumps and is like nice or like yes or something where it's like achievement unlocked got my first high school girlfriend and it's like it's all just like so high school boy and like shout out to the skill of the actor playing luke for being able to pull off this heroically uncomfortable thing and still manage to have the character be likable yeah. Like oh, it yeah. was so awkward watching this as an audience member and just trying to scream at the TV like, no, Luke, don't do this thing. <laughs> please, please, sweet boy, do not do this. Like the entire length of the song was in the show also. Like we were diegetically like watching this unfold in real time and we were like, oh no. Oh no. But like, like three minutes, this is the sort of thing that would immediately be like, I now hate that character, but yep. I don't. I love Luke still. And it's uh, I can't stress enough how good these kids are. Also, uh, like same with the the actress who plays Kate for going through like you could see her her heart doing all of this math in her head as she was reacting in alarm to this like first. Uh, sort of delight and then it was like dawning on her as she watched the music video that like this this was because Luke was going to ask her out and like towards the end like she she realizes it even before the bit at the end where he asks her out and then her face does about 15 things in rapid succession and, her, we, her, and we get all of them yes. her tiny lesbian mm-hmm. horror yeah and, and I um, like I think the same way like it's a much you know, far more traumatic and invasive thing that happens to her in the locker room. But like when uh, Emmeline kind of like calls her out 
and and she starts to walk over to her there's like a look in her eye of like oh wow this senior girl that i like she she, we, she is pictured having like you know looking at this this drama girl um and like in the cafeteria kind of like looking at her with a smile like she she it appears that the, the writers want us to believe that she has a little crush on this girl anyway mm-hmm. um and so she she's like making her way towards her and same thing she's kind of like excited that that's the case and then the fear washes over her of like oh she's not she's not here to be nice to me and then the absolute terror of like being um you know accused of like sexual assault when that was not the case and and even worse not even worse it's sexual assault is the worst thing but to a high schooler like people think that you're a lesbian people think you're gay um, like the, the the way that that actor like was able to compel all of that emotion with just the the same way as in the the Wonder Wall video, like it's it's well absolutely well done. They are they are knocking it out of the park. I'm gonna give President Biden a shout out for signing uh some anti gay legislation in 1996. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Oh yeah, that was that was featured. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was mentioned in the in the show. Uh, yeah, nineties weren't a great time to be queer. No, I'm glad I didn't. I mean, that's not true. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm glad I didn't know I was queer in the nineties. That's not true. I very much wish I was. I would have been a better person. I was fairly shitty. Um, not in the nineties. I we we were we were all we were not high schoolers in the nineties, but. No. Yeah, I was a maximum of ten years old. Yeah, I was. I was in fifth grade, fourth or fifth grade. No, at this point, I was in second or third grade. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah. tiny. Yeah, but still, nineties kids, right? Nineties kids, kids will remember. Baby. Um, ninety-one. Ninety-one. So um, any anything else that we want to mention about these these couple episodes? I'm very excited to watch more. I really thought this was going to be a quick indie pendy because I was like, oh, two episodes, 22 minutes. Like, we're not going to have anything to talk about. But Mm -hmm. look at me with egg on my face. Yeah. From a diner. (laughs) From Uncle Bill's pancake house to yours. From your Um, passion eggs. We, uh... We will be back next time with three more episodes. We're going to watch three next time. Uh, episodes four, five, and six. Nope. We're going to watch episodes three, four, and five of, uh, of Everything Sucks. Um, Ronnie, follow, good follow, pick. Follow along. Thank yeah. you. What? Thank it, you. Is, I was excited about this one. Yeah. Audience, it's a, it's a short show. It's half hour episodes, and there's only three of them between now and then, and it's on Netflix. Just use your roommate's Netflix account or mm-hmm. uh, get your parents' password or whatever. I'm not infantilizing you by saying that. I'm a grown-ass man. I'm a 30-year-old man, and I uh, use my parents' Netflix mm-hmm. account. So just do it. I just... use my parents' Netflix accounts. Mm-hmm. They get our Disney+. Plus. That's capitalism, baby. If you love Boy Meets World and have fond memories of Boy Meets World, this is like that, except way better so yeah, yeah. Boy Meets world does actually actually holds up fairly well it's it not does. like excellent I, I bo- but it, it's it's good i have the box set on dvd from an ex-girlfriend uh even though she stole my hoodie i did not throw this out 
uh, afterwards because <laughs> you know Boy Meets World. Boy but Meets World, uh, yeah, great, great show. But this mm-hmm. is this is better. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, and and like the character, like to go back to like the very nerdy, like brainy, like Minkus, like that is it's it's the archetype. Like it is it is it exists in TV and movies, but it it doesn't seem like it should exist in real life. But maybe we'll get more of a reason why it does. Minkus to me feels more real than this kid. And mind you, we've, again, we've only had two episodes. Yeah. But, again, I think Minkus doesn't stand out as much because, like, Sean Hunter's not real. Right. Like, yeah. early seasons Topanga is not real. Yes. Uh, Mr. Feeney is not real. Eric Matthews, especially later seasons Eric Matthews, oh, is not gosh. real. So, like, Minkus doesn't feel That's fake. Fair. But, That's like, fair. The other characters in the show feel so like I can't think of another word other than genuine. They feel so genuine yeah. as to like my experiences in high school and being an awkward kid in high school that like this extreme nerd mm-hmm. is is just it feels like a lie. Yep. Hopefully we'll learn more and hopefully it'll feel more fleshed out. But otherwise, yeah, it or, be or, kind of a, a stick and a sore thumb in the show or like they'll tone it down like. Yeah. Like, like, just, just walk it back a little bit, and I'm there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If, like, like we said, follow along with us. If you've already seen it, um, uh, our our good friend Val Patron reached out on Twitter and said they were excited for uh, for hearing us talk about this. So, uh, I'm sure Val will do a rewatch. Uh, I'm not gonna put that on Val. Also, follow Val Patron on Twitter. Val is yeah. fucking rad. Val's cool. Yeah, Val's cool as shit. Maybe Val will do a watch along uh, to 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 uh, rewatch the series with us. Yeah, uh, maybe. But maybe you, you definitely be, should. Maybe you'll be watching this show at the very same time Val Patron is, like through through quantum entanglement, you know, way across the universe or whatever shit, and that'll just be really cool for you. Yeah, yeah. Can't can't imagine a more a, a more awesome experience than yeah. maybe watching the same show. The knowledge that you might Val be doing the, the exact time. same thing as Val Patron at any mm-hmm. minute. We 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 have reached our limit on gushing about Val Patron. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know um, if we ever could, to be honest. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. This is a Val Patron um, fan cast now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As as we said, uh, hey Val Patron on Twitter. Anyway, um, so yep, very excited to watch more. Uh, you can uh, tweet at us at pending pod. You can uh, find us on Instagram at ending pending. Find us on Facebook at pending pod. Send us an email pending pod at gmail.com. Also, I'm put it here at the end of the podcast because I'm, I'm we're not quite ready to like fully launch it yet. Uh, but uh, ending pending and our friends over at uh, at force friends rewatch. Uh, we, we have officially uh, done a little soft launch of our Patreon. Yeah, um, yeah. Not, not gonna dump any links just yet. We're waiting to get some uh, some branding together, but we need to get uh, our you can go, We got to get our sexy right on our art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go check out it's it, the the um the collective that we are going by is where they may radio. Uh, so you can go check us out patreon.com slash wtm radio patreon.com slash wtm radio. Uh, yeah. It's it's ending pending and force friends rewatch and and maybe maybe some others will uh will join us in the near future and maybe you you can get a glimpse of some uh some some you know 
some cool shit. There's already some pictures cool. of our pets on there. You can just There's go on there. There's already pet photos. And give us money and look at our pets. <laughs> <laughs> give us give us money and follow Val Patron on Twitter. I put pictures of my <laughs> my chickens on there. The chickens are behind a paywall. Is the chickens are behind a paywall. You gotta pay to see the chickens. <laughs> chickens are behind a paywall. Oh, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we will be back next time. Uh, and as always, uh, fuck the police.